on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, Aggie Basketball has been brought to you by Guild Mortgage. Own what matters. Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. The Logo Shop. We logo stuff. Also by Icon. Empowering a more active, balanced lifestyle. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. Here's Scott Gerard. A lot of guys putting up some impressive lines tonight. Three players in double figures. Merrill with 26 points, five rebounds, and four assists. And how about Justin Bean tonight? 20 points, 14 rebounds, three assists. I mean, you know, there's not a lot left out there for the other guys. I mean, they, uh, yeah. you know, they dominated the glass. You know, those two, Nimi and, and uh, Justin. And then points-wise, you know, Abel got uh, recipient of a few open threes early on as, uh, as Sam did a good job dry, driving and collapsing that defense or, or passes out of the double team. So really taking advantage of uh, poor defense by the pokes. Well, you know, you bring up a good point, too, where – you know, let's be honest here. Justin Bean was also the recipient of a lot of attention to Amiash Kata. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, they're double, they're double teaming him. You know, there, there's a possession in the second half where um, Justin's going to set a screen, and and as, as he's going to set a screen, his guy just runs over there and doubles Nimi without the ball, and he ends yeah. up catching a little lob right under the basket. So, you know, that that just means that's good team team offense, and I'm sure, uh, you know, Justin would be the first to tell you that. Um, you know he was the recipient, but then again, you got to make the shot, and you got to uh, you got to complete the the play and and finish the play. You know the other thing too, uh, Porter had ten points, all of them coming in the first half. But I thought overall ran the offense well, and you could tell he's in a much better place than when we saw him against Fresno. Yeah, yeah you know that's a, you know when you get sick like that, you just can't get anything done. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm sure he got some pretty well needed rest and <clears throat> and recovery and. Uh, you know he made uh, he made some open threes, which uh, which we saw a lot from him last year. And if um, you know if he can kind of continue to do that, and we can kind of have you know Di- Diogo uh, step up and make a couple threes, um, which he was uh, what, what did he end up with today? Oh, over no, he made a. Yeah. I, I'm not. I don't have the final stats. That's the he he made one uh, right yeah, on top was, of the key, and I, I'm not looking at the right stat sheet. But yeah, he was two of three from the field, one for two from the three point line. Yeah, I mean, and and again, nothing forced, right? Both shots uh, within the offense and. You know that'll that'll lead us. The statistics are a little skewed today because, you know, again, um, Miller uh, took some wide open shots. Just unfortunate uh, that none of them could go in. Yeah, and you know the other thing too. We always look at the assist to made field goal ratio, and uh, 28 field goals made to 18 assists. But then you also look offensive rebounds. Aggies had eight offensive rebounds and turned those into 12 second chance points. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, you know complete uh, domination on the offensive glass, and and then. Uh, you know, when you when you have a positive stat like that, where your your offensive rebounds are turning into second chance points, you, you you're able to negate, um, you know, your turnovers that have led to points on the other end. And you know, when those become a plus minus, then there's other hustle yeah. factors that come into play. Aggies out rebounded overall. Uh, Wyoming tonight, 42 to 25, 17 point spread in the uh, the old rebounding advantage. Yeah, I mean, I I, I thought it would be a lot more, but um, you know, there's only so many rebounds to be had and. And uh, you know Wyoming's with a, with a lot of uh, you know one and dones one on their end and and uh, you know I mean there's only so many offensive rebounds because we yeah. did shoot a pretty good percentage I mean we're up at f- shooting 50 percent for the game and so you know there's not a lot of rebounds to be had but we got a lot of them yeah there's no doubt too I mean that's you bring a pretty good point the available rebounds Utah State was able to collect uh, the good number of those tonight uh, for Wyoming Jake Hendricks the Skyview grad came in had eight points tonight. Uh, Marble was seven. Taylor was 16. 
Uh, and uh, Milton with 10. He's only averaged about two points a game. He had 10 tonight. I thought he had a nice stretch there. And remember, Wyoming was able to cut it all the way down to 10. And had they been able to hit a free throw, got it down to single digits, and the Aggies were like, no, we're done here. <laughs> let's let's finish this thing. Yeah, I just got, uh, you know, like the start of the game, um, you know, that that uh, that 10-point uh, area there in the second half, just kind of the, the Aggies got a little ragged, you know. Uh, uncharacteristically, Sam make, made a turnover, and that seemed to kind of snowball. Um, you know, but that from that point on, you're right. They just said enough is enough, and you know, they're the Aggies are, are such a good team that uh, you know when they really want to get that ball moving and, and come up with an with an easy shot, they can they can definitely create it. Well, they did that multiple times tonight. Um, and as I mentioned, uh, Sam Merrill nine of thirteen, Justin Bean eight of thirteen. So you got guys that were uh, 17 of 26 shooting between the two of them tonight. I mean, that's efficient. <laughs> so yeah. What more do you want, uh, you know, from those guys? And then. You know, we talked about uh, out-rebounding the opponents, uh, just those two guys alone. Kaden and Bean ended up with 29 rebounds. Wyoming ended up with 25. Yeah, that's that's just, uh, I mean, an absolute clinic. And, and uh, you know, when, uh, when a team is at a disadvantage, you know, this is college basketball, and you want to take advantage of that. And I thought the Aggies did, um, you know, on, on all aspects. They were able to drive by uh, defenders pretty much whenever they wanted and, and create open shots for themselves or, or got fouled and went to the line. Utah State gets it done. Final score in this one, 78-58. Take a break, come back. You'll hear from Justin Bean coming up a little bit later on. We'll also hear from uh, Craig Smith. Over, under on when we'll talk to Craig. What about oh. 9.45? Yeah, we might want to, if you want to order a pizza, we could probably have that done. Let's get to old Chicago over here. And we scored 85 points? Ah, oh, we didn't score 85 points. So yeah, it was we're, close. We're, uh, we're on the way. But, yeah, this is, um, you know, this is uh, a post-game you know, show that that uh, yeah. Craig will want to, um, you know, definitely uh, appeal to to fans to come out for next week's game. You know, it is senior night, and and uh, you know, it's a special player that we have in Sam, and and uh, you know, others that'll be honored. Seventy-eight, fifty-eight is the final in this one. Utah State wins by twenty. Take a break. Come back. Aggie basketball from Learfield IMG College. Final in this one, 78-58, Utah State with a 20-point victory on the night tonight. And uh, get, gets the 22 wins on the season. And by the way, uh, this also marks the 50th. All right, so last game, Craig Smith got 200 wins on his career. Mm -hmm. And tonight marks his 50th win as a head coach at Utah State. Oh, that's a good good round numbers. 50, uh, 50 wins in uh, – you know, essentially two and three quarters of a season, or one and three quarters That's of a season is unbelievable. pretty impressive. Can, can we rewind it just a minute? Did you just blow over the fact that we have 22 wins? You said, we well, yeah, 22 wins. Like, it's not a thing, and, and 22 wins. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we said the same thing last year. I mean, these, these are numbers that that not a lot of programs put up, and, and I understand that, that we're in a little different conference, and, and uh you know, we may not beat each other up as much, but 22 wins in a season, I mean, that's a, that's an incredible number. And then 50 wins, I mean, there's another number, as you said, just yeah. in, um, you know, not even with two seasons under his belt um, to have uh, 50 wins is, again, just, just incredible, incredible numbers. And I hope that, um, you know, we don't become um, too complacent with those numbers and just uh, nonchalant about them because this is a team that that's uh, 22 and 7 and, and really put themselves in uh, – you know, I mean, they're they're sports center every night in the discussion as to, you know, where they're going to to fit in the uh, in the big shoe. Well, 
I mean, you go back a little bit. This is the first time since the uh, 2012 and 2013 season that Utah State has won 20 games in back-to-back seasons. And remember, up until then, Stu Morrill had, I think, like 14 consecutive years of 20-plus wins. Yes. And it was just kind of commonplace. Like, you just knew Aggies would roll out of bed and win 20 games. And it was a question whether it would be 20 or whether it would be 28 and 29 wins. That was the conversation. And then after that, it was a little harder to get back to 20. And uh, finally, Utah State did it last year, and then they've done it again this year. But you're right. Never take these uh, Never take these kind of years and these kind of seasons for granted. No, I mean, and, and uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of different really to be in this situation now with 22. I mean, this is, um, yeah, this is, uh, you know, we did have a couple 28, 30-win uh, seasons. And, and yeah. uh, you know, this team is, uh, you know, definitely on a, on a track where, you know, they're going to end up with, with um, possibly a better record than last year. You know, as they as they move forward, and that's just um, you know, if you're getting better every year, and you're um, you're in the upper echelon of your league, which I think this is what is this our seventh year in this league, and and um, you know, we're a team that's that's talked about, you know, in every conversation, you know, across any news channel you're watching as to who can who can beat the number one team, and it's always well, Utah State's got the best chance. Who can go the deepest in the dance? Who has a chance to b- burst someone's bubble? Well, yeah. it's Utah State, you know, and all of that, uh, you know, from the university side is is wonderful, wonderful national advertising. Yeah, well, and then uh, you also add on the fact that Utah State has now won eight out of their last nine, with that one being to San Diego State on yeah. the road, um, and frankly, had they held on to beat Boise State. This would be really a real impressive streak that they're on. Um, they've got San Jose State and New Mexico coming up. Those are going to be games in which Utah State, frankly, is going to be heavily favored to win both those games. And uh, then you can roll that momentum into the Mountain West Conference Tournament. But, again, you and I can talk about that. I say that in front of Coach or Justin oh, Bean, yeah. and they'll bark at me. <laughs> yes, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're well aware that um, – you know they're they're under the microscope, and you know this is nothing new to to the Craig Smith era or to to Utah State in general. I mean we've always been a team that, you know, as uh, I mean we have a tremendous record, we have a tremendous preseason record, we have a net ranking that's high. Yeah. You know everything's in our favor, and yet every game is uh, is a must win, and it's uh, oh if we don't win we're going to be out of the tournament. And I mean that's that's nothing new. That's yeah. Utah State basketball, and and uh, you know you can campaign and and get excited, but, um, you know, we are who we are, and, and we're, uh, we're a team that, um, you know, uh, does, does pride themselves on, on busting bubbles and, and uh, you know, getting to the, getting to the big dance, and, and this is always, this is the year. But, you know, <laughs> and, and it's funny, too, because how every year has a different life of its own, but if you look at the computer numbers, especially if Utah State runs the table, they're going to be almost exactly the same, if not slightly better than they were last year going into the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Yeah, like, like, like for example, like Utah State right now is 39 in the Ken Palm numbers. Um, last year going into the Mountain West Conference Tournament, they were 38. So they're going to be really kind of in that same ballpark, um, but just because of those losses to Air Force and, and UNLV early in the conference season, it just kind of puts a little bit of a different feel to it where committee members are like, okay, well, maybe it's not such a slam dunk as it was last year. But you know what? The committee also looks at how do you end a season. And right now, Utah State's playing as good as anybody in the country. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, that's what's on the newsreel, and that's, the, that's what's on the ticker every night as, as these games come down. But, you know, those are two road games as well, which, uh, um, uh, you know, I mean, we can't just, you know, 
say, well, we lost to UNLV on the road. Well, a Colorado State team just went, just went in there and smoked. got smoked as, as bad as we got smoked yeah. and looked as um, looked as bad as we did. And that's a team that, you know, could easily end up second. You know, well, not now. We own the tiebreaker. But, um, you know, again, a team that could finish really high. So you, you, it's just so hard when you look at the uh, – you look at league games. And if you throw all the league games out and you go to our um, preseason – Without Namias Keita, you know, we still put up some really, really good numbers. And, you know, I think the, um, you know, the committee will look at, at our, our, our whole body of numbers, and then they will also understand that there is an asterisk because we didn't asterisk. Yeah, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah, anyway, I'll get in trouble. My dad's listening tonight, so i got to be on, on my best to dictation. But, hey, the Aggies have put themselves in a, in a position they want to be, and here's the, the man of the hour again, owning the stat, stuff in the stat sheet. You know, we try to give you breaks every now and then. <laughs> uh, but you, right, go out, you go out and get 20 and 14, and we, ha- we have to talk to you. I, I appreciate it, man. It's an honor every time I get to sit down with you two, you two studs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody believes you when you say that. Uh, hey, but congratulations. It wasn't, Thank you. It wasn't pretty tonight. No. But it doesn't matter. You still yep. got the W. That's all that counts at the end of it. That's all that counts. That's right. Yeah, we knew that going into this, this would be a battle. Uh, you know, they played really well the last couple of weeks, so – uh, credit to them. I thought they made some good plays tonight, but we were able to, to get back on top uh, in the second half and go on a little run there and close it out. What was the um, what was the atmosphere like? You know, you, you come out and you you play a game where you're just so expected to win, and and uh, at the beginning it didn't quite go your way. What was the atmosphere like in that first time out? Yeah, I think um, it was it was definitely humbling for us. We knew that we we needed to play a lot better than we did, and um, and that's what we had to ultimately do is just look at ourselves and make adjustments on the defensive end. And you know, the coaches always say it's a player's game, and and we had to make plays and, and be sharper defensively in order to to get the win tonight. And I thought we did that. Um, and and it it seemed like so much of their attention was directed towards Kata early on that, mm-hmm. that they yep. kind of left you alone a little bit and some great yep. passing too you were the recipient of a lot of great assists absolutely yeah yeah I definitely give a lot of credit to my teammates for finding me under the under the rim and on the perimeter Sam I thought gave me a great look for a three-pointer there and and so yeah we just moved the ball you know really well tonight we got to clean up on the turnovers obviously that's not that's not typically what we do and um, but I thought we did a great job just sharing the ball lots of assists on lots of made baskets tonight what was the um, – was there some confusion defensively? I thought in the first half we, we didn't quite get matched up in transition. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. turnovers lead to, um, you mm-hmm. know, little, little miscommunications. But Yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's the biggest thing for us is just we know that we got to take care of the ball, and, and that eliminates, you know, the easy buckets on the other end. So, like Coach says, we got to eliminate losing, um, got to take care of the ball better. And, and I thought, you know, end of the second half we didn't do a great job just controlling their stats. They had some tough matchups on screen and rolls, mm-hmm. and um, we just got to do better job we'll definitely look at that and film and, and make some adjustments and be better for it so when they're starting big as six foot six a lot of people mm-hmm. just naturally assume you know you guys are going to dominate and score a lot of points and paint which you know for the most part you did mm-hmm. but still you know like i go back to the jazz we're playing houston you know a few weeks ago and houston goes small ball and mm-hmm. ends up beating them because the jazz with their size can't adjust sometimes does that throw you for a little bit of a loop when you're up against a smaller team you know that's a good point and um I, I know that, that us going into this game, we knew that their, uh, one of their big guys was going to be out tonight, uh, number 10. And, and so we definitely had to, uh, to just 
be sharp. We knew that they were going to be smaller, a lot quicker. They ran a lot of motion tonight, which I thought was, was really good for them. I thought they did a good job of that. So we hadn't seen that type of basketball, you know, for a long time. Um, I think maybe LSU was a good example of that. North Texas, they run a lot of motion and, and get good looks. And so it was a good, uh, good adjustment for us. Uh, I thought we just, you know, had to sharpen it up and, and just take care of the ball and um, just be better on the defensive end tonight. You know, uh, you're playing your best basketball down the stretch as a team? Yeah, I think we are, absolutely. Everyone's, you know, in it for, the, for each other, and no, no selfish basketball is being played. We're just trying to find the open man, and um, it's, it's fun to see that, you know. And, and Coach Smith, he's definitely given us a lot of trust, you know, down the stretch to, uh, to make plays and, and just play Aggie basketball, so... You know you're creeping up to a 35% three-point shooter, Dale. <laughs> That's right. I hadn't hadn't really looked at it that much, but, you know, that sounds about right, and it's it's felt really good. So I'm, I'm definitely going to keep letting them fly, and uh, teammates and my coaches trust me with that, so it's been fun. Well, I, I think there was, you know, early on there were some people that thought, wait a minute, what's he doing? And then <laughs> they just kept making more and more and more, mm-hmm. and now – uh, mm-hmm. Now you got quite a rhythm going out there, and I'm, you know I watch you in warmups. You're knocking them down. Mm-hmm. You're knocking them down in the game. When did you feel comfortable feeling like, all right, I'm going to start cranking a few of these? Well, I think it, it all just starts, you know, start in the off season. You know, I worked a lot on my shot in the summer, and and it just it takes a lot to uh, to be able to translate that into practice and then yeah. into a game. So you know, day by day, I think it's just a grind, and just it's something that I have I've had to you know definitely work out a lot and just build that confidence in myself first, and then and then earn the trust of my teammates. And so I definitely think I've done that and it, it feels great it helps me to be a more complete player and make our team better yeah how many tickets do you give away each game my goodness you got a <laughs> you got an entourage and I'm sure they buy yeah. a lot of tickets too because you're probably yep. only legally allowed so many so right right scratch that question how, <laughs> how do you get so many fans coming out to the games they just love you hey Man. we're at the coaches show the other night and he had like he had like 20 people there. it's a following yeah, yes you, they, you thought they were cult-like. here to see me they're actually there to see Scotty so but, <laughs> but uh no I definitely have a lot of support here got some family here in Idaho Falls pretty okay. close by close. so okay. a couple season ticket holders there so um sister's looking at me right now over there give me the evil eyes so yeah, hurry up. better go say hi to her no but yeah i have a lot of a lot of fans here it feels great man. how how uh, how violent were the family games growing up oh man they were brutal they were brutal uh three older brothers even yeah. my younger sister you know she's six one she can battle down there in the post for uh for her size so definitely made me a better player because of those guys love it hey thanks for stopping man man thank you guys it. thanks Scotty. Yep. thanks lance yeah. justin bean uh leading the way utah state with uh a 20 point 14 rebound performance from justin uh, Kata with 8 points and 15 rebounds. And Sam Merrill, 26 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Take another break. Come back. Aggie basketball continues on on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Final of this one, 78-58. Utah State gets a 20-point victory. Let's pause 10 seconds for local stations to identify themselves. Aggie basketball from Learfield IMG College. You come down the stretch, you know every game's important. You know what it's like living on the bubble oh, yeah. back in the day. How much pressure does that add on to a team? Well, I think it. I think it depends on the team, but you know, um, th- this crew has kind of um, o- overcome their 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 nerves. They just kind of, you know, play each game, and and uh, you know, like like Nimi mentioned, every, every they're. Every, every game is one game, right? They've got uh, however many games left, and that's that'll be their own. That'll be the only game that matters in their life. And I think as long as you can keep that mentality, um, you know, I think uh, you know they 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 won really the the gauntlet or that stretch that um, you know that really had the most amount of pressure on. And now yeah. it's really just taking care of business. And I think the pit, I think they'll be up against. Um, 
you know, it's Jekyll and Hyde of that team. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can watch them just completely um, disintegrate, and then you can watch and think, holy cow, that is a team that we've got no chance beating. It's just it's so Jekyll and Hyde. But, um, and then San Jose State, you know, obviously that's a, an emotional night. It'll be a senior night uh, last night for, for Abel as well. And, and uh, you know, that, that always brings just, so, just a new dynamic. And so um, I think o- o- more than overcoming the fear of, of – of, you know, giving one away and being on the bubble, I think it's just, uh, you know, a matter of taking care of those other yeah, distractions yeah. and the pit being one of those distractions. Oh, there's no doubt, too. And you're right. You, you're never exactly sure what you're going to get. New Mexico's starting to tail off a little bit at the end of the season, but that doesn't mean yeah, they you, can't. you won't get one heck of a performance from them. Yeah, they, uh, that, you know, they've tailed off how many times, right? They yeah. Players suspended and and they rally and players come back and they, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's always something and every every team is dealing with something, but um, you know, I think as as we as we are, literally, I mean, you know, each game is um, is so important. But I think the ultimate goal, you know, all of the goals that this team had probably at the beginning of the season are still right in front of them, right? Obviously, yeah. you know, you can you can scratch off um, defending champs from 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 league, um, but that's that's just such a minor part. You know that tournament, the tournament championship is what really gets you that that uh, you know seat in the big dance, and and uh, you know then then advancing in in the big dance, and so all of those you know and the individual accolades have all been reached, and so yeah, yeah I think um, you know this team obviously nothing to nothing to sneeze at with what they've done. We mentioned that earlier, 22 wins um, is phenomenal, but everything they everything they want is right in front of them. Yeah, just staring at them yeah. right there, ready just to go. Take it. Then that's you know I think that's the position you want to be in, to where you're not. We we do not have to wish for anyone to lose games. No. You know we we control tiebreakers and so many different. I mean, you know the scenarios are endless, and I I know all of the, you know, um, different scenarios. I, I got dizzy thinking about it because I had I had I had to take my shoes off to count all the different scenarios. I didn't have enough fingers or toes. So, um, but second place is is there and second place is a good position to be in you know everything else is just so up for grabs as to what time you'll play and where you'll play and and uh you know right now we're in the best situation where we own so many tiebreakers in second place and you know all of those other teams can just beat each other up and the and the aggies can just take care of business yeah and i think that's you know and some people look ahead to you know potential matchups who do you want to play in the first round who do you want to potentially play in the second round and all that other stuff but you know what? At the end of the day, just worry about you. Just worry about you. Make sure you're playing your best basketball going into Vegas. Yeah, that's all you can do because, you know, I'll tell you, going into into Vegas is in into conference tournaments is is there's just so much unpredictability, right? I mean, you know, the refs are are secret until you know they come out of the tunnel at game time. I mean, it's and they don't know they're refing until you know the night before the game, and you know, there's just so many unknowns. And where are you going to eat? And what time are you going to do shoot around? And all, none of that is decided until you know, the final buzzer, and then it's, uh, you know, you're scouting two teams at once because you don't know what you're going to play, and all of that unpredictability is, um, you know, just just, just, just throw it away yeah. and just take care of you, and I think that's what this team does, right? You know, defensively, they, they, they know what they need to do um, with whatever team they're faced with, with good scouting reports. I mean, the staff does a phenomenal job scouting. I can't that's just such a um, an, an an art for these assistant coaches that um, you know we're probably not giving them enough credit for. But then execution offensively, you know they're just so good at picking teams apart, and and that's what'll get you um, wins in the tournament. Well, I will say this: the San Jose State team that Utah State's going to play, 
they've they've caused some teams some heart, some some headaches. Even Utah State, who went down there earlier in the year, never really could separate against San Jose yeah. State. And <laughs> you know, and they've got some interesting wins throughout the season this year. So, um, come to the game on Tuesday of next week. Get your tickets. Go to Utah State Aggies. Celebrate the career of Sam Merrill, Abel Porter, Roche Grootbaum, Diogo Brito, and uh, and then uh, cheer your Aggies to, to a W. I don't have that time. What do we know? What time that nine, game is? Nine o'clock. So eight thirty. Oh, it's perfect. Game. So everything you have to do will be done. I think every. I think you know this wasn't a uh, this wasn't a sellout tonight. And I think there were some people out there that kind of felt like, oh wait a minute. Oh my Starts gosh! At seven. We oh haven't God. had a seven o'clock game since. Uh, well, since a minute. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep it relig- religious free. Hey, by the way, uh, Alan Edwards walking off the head coach and yeah. former Kentucky great, and you know your heart kind of ached for him a little bit because the natives are restless there in Laramie, and and I don't know how that's going to end, but chances are, if you read the reports out there, it probably won't end well. Um, and Wyoming, look, they 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 love a winner there, and they're not going to put up with with back-to-back losing seasons. But remember, two years ago, not only did they sweep the Aggies, they took it to them in both games. Yeah, I mean, but they had a pro, you know. I mean, there's um, yeah, there's yeah. some there's some pieces missing. And, um, you know, I, I think he does, uh, you know, just a tremendous job and, and gives effort every game and tries to get those guys going. But, you know, a lot of times if, if you don't have, uh, you know, if you don't have the horses in place, it's, it's, uh, it's not quite a derby. And, I mean, they've dealt with so many injuries and so many issues and guys transferring out of the program. I mean, it's 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 a tough sled. Yeah, it, it sure is. But, again, um, you know, that's why I, I look back and, and at what we talked about earlier with 22 wins, and, you know, we're just, you know, kind of nonchalantly throwing that out there. And, and uh, you know, that's a six-win team. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a one-win team in conference, and there's there's uh, there's teams like that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're almost, you know, happy to see San Jose um, – you, you eke out a couple yeah. of wins and kind could, of get could, excited. Actually, could be happier for those guys. It, yeah. it really is neat because they had to overcome that. And you know, in 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 two, three, four years, you know, from now, you never know that that you might be. Uh, that's why you don't insult the alligator before you cross the bridge, as my mama used to say. That's uh, Bobby Boucher, uh, just in case you were uh, no, keeping keeping track. But you know, you just it could flip in in two years, and then all of a sudden you're in a rebuilding. While well, I'm doing air quotes with rebuilding, and so um, just fortunate for what we have here at Utah State right now. I right, take another break. Come back and uh, anticipate hearing from Craig Smith here momentarily as Utah State gets a W tonight. Final in this one, 78-58. Aggies with a 20-point victory over the Wyoming Cowboys, and you heard it all right here on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back to the Spectrum. Utah State gets the 78-58 victory and gets win number 22 on the season. And gets uh, set up for the final two games of the regular season where they will play Against San Jose State, and we haven't talked about this. You got six days off. I think that's, and you're not Ooh. gonna, you're not gonna have another stretch like that. Well, I take that back. You, you, you will do, have you to. You do have a week between the tournament. I forget about the fact that that uh, when the conference tournament ends on um, on uh, Saturday, uh, then you have a full eight days until Selection Sunday. Yeah, that's uh that's a long time to wait. I mean, we got coach coming down the hall, but. Um, yeah, that is that is a, that's definitely a long time to wait. But um, these six days back to that will be wonderful for the Aggies. I mean, 
you know, you, you see what happened the last time we had six days off. Um, Sam Merrill came out fresh and, and ready to go and looked like he was um, um, a, a rejuvenated man. And, you know, I think uh, whatever was, um, you know, ailing some of these guys will definitely go away by, you know, by the time we get back. Now they might uh, – they might forget a few things like their injuries, but that's all That's all we hope they forget in six days. Well, yeah, you certainly hope that's the case, too. Uh, as Utah State uh, gets the win tonight, they needed it. They went out, they got it, and uh, the Aggies get their 22nd win of the season and uh, get set for what should be a fun one uh, coming up next week against San Jose State and then, uh, and then wrap things up at the pit in New Mexico, which I don't care how good New Mexico is or not. That's That's never an easy place to play. Oh my goodness! Well, we have a we have a sideline interview now on the court. You know that's okay. Everyone's proud yeah, of uh, Coach everybody's, Smith. They've, everybody's all fired up. Yeah, you know, and it's um, there's a lot of inspiring stories, right? No matter what it is, and and the energy that he brings is one of those, you know, kind of inspiring stories. And and uh, of course, everyone wants a selfie, and that's a uh, that's the that's a good thing. So if we again oh, yeah. we don't, well, uh, as, as you're a coach, you'd rather you'd rather people want pictures yeah, than uh, then, yeah. Then uh, be um, creating, is it an epitaph? I don't know. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, there's some swinging. Uh, I got really you know. morbid there for a second. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah so we're, we did kind of swing there. <laughs> but that's all right. He's, uh, you know, he's a man of the people. And, well, and, I'll tell you uh, what, you get, you get to win 50 in, uh, a, you know. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, you, uh, by the way, the, the fastest of 50 in, uh, in school history, Liddell Anderson did it in 66 games. So oh, uh, I remember you. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> All right, the head coach. Blame Kyle. Uh, oh, we are. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's an early night. I just felt like, you know, my number one goal after the game, uh, not for tonight, the number one goal is to win the game. But after the win, my number one goal is to delay Scotty. Uh, he probably thought he was going to be home by 1030. And I was like, you know what, let's make it 1130. I, I did make a joke. I'm like, we'll talk to Coach somewhere around 930. Hey, I didn't know I'm always happen. available right away, but you know it was cool. We have a yeah. young kid that's been fighting some heart things, and we took a picture there, and we kind of wrapped it up. And I tried to be relatively quick with our guys after the game, win or lose, just because they're not listening anyway. <laughs> so you get more out of them the next time you meet. Um, and then Sam um, uh, stood up and, and gave a game ball. That was pretty cool. It was actually a really nice game ball kind of thing. So um, So anyway. Well, I'm not sure where I'm going with this. And then I do got one more thing. So in the radio show, um, what day is today? Wednesday? Uh, yeah, Wednesday. So Monday, Monday. remember they asked yep. the question, if you stop at a convenience store, like what do you what do you order or yep. what do you get? Yeah. And Bean said um, Chester's spicy fries. Hot fries, and a, yeah. yeah. hot fries and a Snapple. And I said a Mountain Dew and corn nuts. So the kid that asked the question was, just to the right of the base over there, and he had a Mountain Dew and corn nuts, and he gave, he gave it <laughs> to me. Yeah, so I showed the guys like only in at Utah State and in the spectrum does this stuff happen. Well, it was awesome. Well, Coach brought up a really good point where he said, you know what, like you know, there's there's times during a coach's career where everybody wants to take your picture and give you corn nuts and Mountain Dew, and then there's other times where they don't want to take your picture and they may want to give you some other drink to get you out of town. Yeah, like January first to January eighth <laughs> so this gotta, year, and then about. Uh, about a week later, so you, <laughs> after you, a three-minute debacle, you got to enjoy those moments while you can. Yeah, no doubt. Like hey. I, I always said, like, and I maybe get to, but I, like, I, I, uh, when you win, I'm gonna enjoy winning. Like guys work, the players work too hard. Everybody works too hard. Like I'm gonna enjoy it to midnight, 
and I'm t- I wake up in the morning or whatever, one in the morning, whatever. <laughs> and when I wake up in the morning, I'm on to the next. Like, what do we? When I say enjoy it, like I'm gonna, yeah. like there's adrenaline. Like you can smile. You now there's certain wins like tonight, 16 turnovers and just some mindless, senseless ones. I thought, and some of that was us, and some of that was Wyoming certainly. But <clears throat> so we got to correct that. And I thought we have been doing a much better job with that. Um, and so, um, um, and then when you lose, like I know I beat the living snot out of myself when we lose. You know what I mean? And I pulverize myself, and it's almost – so, um, you know, what do we need to do to get better and all that kind of stuff. So, anyway, you never want to get too high or too low, but you got to enjoy it when you can. You're only young once. You, that That is true. Uh, it, it was a little <laughs> – not, not that I'm really young. But. Yeah, well, you know what? Let's talk about that for a second because you talked about 200 wins. You're like, well, that's just a sign I'm old. Yeah. Um, 50 wins in a year and three quarters is uh, is pretty doggone impressive. I didn't know that until the, the Kelly Stewart, who played at South Dakota, she did a, the TV game. She said something about that. But anyway, you know what it is? All that stuff, you better have a great staff, and you better have really good players. And um, you do your best as a coach, like we said after the <laughs> post game, to put guys in a position to succeed and to give them confidence and help develop them and make them better, and you do everything you can. But basketball is the ultimate player's game. It's such free-flowing you can't you can manipulate a few things, but it's and they make all those decisions. And I always say, like when we do this recruiting, you got to recruit guys that can make decisions, especially the way we play. And because you got them on a snap second, be able to deliver the ball on time on target. We ran a play that we hadn't run much this year, and we scored right away off of it, and we scored again off of it, and then we ran it in the second half one time, and they were just jamming the living um, tar out of it on Nimi. And uh, it was Bean's guy, yeah. and Bean makes a great cut, and Diogo right over here, right in front of us, kind of throws it over the top of Nimi to Bean, and mm-hmm. makes a great read off of that. And like, we've never talked about that. We've never. Diogo just made a great play on that thing, and Bean made a great cut. And so you better have tough kids that buy in, that are all about it, and accept being coached, and then those kind of things can happen. So I've been so fortunate um, to be able to have been surrounded by great people. And that's not a company line. Like, that's the facts. Yeah. So there was a game earlier tonight. <laughs> I know. Uh, we were Usually we save in. this to the end, right? <laughs> kind of talk about reversed. the game. We, we flipped I, it. I just wanted to get a little bit uh, – talk a little bit defensively because it was such a different team um, that they've kind of played all season, a different kind of scheme. I thought, yeah, no, they're missing a, a player inside to throw it to, so they're kind of five out, moving around. Just, just kind of walk us through some of the – you know, um, things that went wrong with defense and some of the things that, uh, you know, we were able to do to to win. Well, I, I thought their – I know their record certainly isn't what they want it to be, no question about it. Uh, but since we've played them, they've had four games. And they were ahead of Boise almost the whole game. Like, literally, it was a – I believe it was a tie game with a minute 30 to go. But they were ahead most of the second half, and they lost. And um, – uh, then they went and they beat San Jose at San Jose, and then they got beat pretty handily at New Mexico, which happens a lot by, for a lot of teams. And then they led wire to wire against Colorado State, yeah. wire to what, like, and they were up eight with you know a minute fifteen to go or whatever. Yeah, nineteen with. But yeah, so um, so they clear and they made some adjustments since losing that kid. They're doing a lot more motion, mm-hmm. a lot more just kind of high ball screen. Whereas the first time we played them, they were doing this ball screen continuity over and over and over and over again. And I think they're a lot harder to guard now. 
and they play small ball. And you saw like 13 drills to three uh, in the right corner. Uh, or no, that was 11, who's not a great shooter. But 13 can shoot. He made three threes against Colorado State. Hits a couple tonight. So it puts you in some positions that are awkward and difficult. I was not happy with when we kind of subbed out that first lineup. Right There was a long kind of run, and we put in some of our guys that maybe haven't been playing a lot. I thought Sean wasn't his normal self tonight. I thought Kuba struggled tonight. Um, and, and they were getting downhill on us in transition. So when we called timeout, we just, I mean, I kind of lost my mind on the guys. Um, but part of it is we just said, no, we're sending three guys back because we're just we're giving up too much in transition. We're going to make them a half-court team. So it started with that. Uh, secondly, we guard personnel, meaning in the scouting report, like number 22 is a no right, meaning don't let him drive to his right. He's going to really struggle left, right? 13 is a no left guy. Don't let him get to his left hand. He won't be able to go right. And so in that first half especially, Bean's late on taking away 22. He overcompensates, just spins on him, goes to the rim, and I think he got fouled and got an and yeah. one. 13 gets a catch on the top of the key. Nimi is overplaying his right hand, and he's a no-left guy. So he just walks to the rim. And so we had a few of those occasions. Then when they kind of made their run, we became, you know, that other part of it is the first half. They scored, according to the stats, they scored 11 of their 27 points in the first half off of our turnovers. And that's a problem, right? And so... Um, that was our big focus at halftime was that and guarding personnel. We did make an adjustment on 24, who's a very good player. Maldonado's a yeah. – I think he's a heck of a player. Um, with some screen and roll stuff, and I, I don't know. I'm not sure it really helps, so we went back to our normal um, deal on him. I thought Nimi really protected the rim well. We missed some what we call Pepperdine actions where we like to do this a lot, but you, you pass to the wing, let's say, and you have a shooter kind of coming at the – the guy with the ball, and you kind of freeze. Are they going to set a ball screen or are you not? Or you kind of hesitate, and we usually switch all that, which we're usually good at because we do it in practice all the time. But, like, Bean misses one. Uh, I forget who it was with. And then 12 just kind of walked to the point of the rim and hits a little kind of little like little floater push shot kind of deal. So, um, anyway, you know, we still held them to 35% in the first half, um, you know, and 36.8 for the game, which is solid, but certainly – the biggest thing tonight for me is just our, our, our turnovers. I just I just thought we really struggled with that aspect. And that's some of that stuff, too, is you get up by 20. And that's what I said in the second half to them. All of a sudden, we get up by 20, and we stop playing Aggie basketball. Yeah. And we start doing our own deal. We start doing stuff that's not there. Like, just play the game the way it's meant to play and respect the game, and good things happen. Like, why would we change, right? Yeah. I thought Fonz was really good late in that. The big part of that, what was it? I think it was the time. For the last five, six minutes of that first half, yeah. we just – Right, really finished in a great way, mm-hmm. and that small lineup was very good. Fonz kind of got cooking a little bit. Sam obviously uh, really got going that way, and that lineup was very good for us all night long. How uh, how how critical are these six days off? Um, or or you got well, sometimes we're winning. Yeah, we're, we have our second longest winning streak of the year. Sometimes you want to keep playing, and we're we are healthy yeah. right now. We just had that snafu last week going to the Fresno with the uh, Fonz being sick, yeah. able vomiting you know an hour and a half or hour and 15 minutes before the game and sam took a hard fall so he didn't do much going into that game but um but it's still good i think it's kind of a chance to regroup regather and then really finish that last week of the season on a on a great note and then flowing right into the conference tournament so it is good 
Um, Do you get a chance to sit back and maybe work on things that you don't have a lot of time for? Yes, uh, and that's the hard part of this time of year. I mean, uh, I'm very kind. We're not the most athletic team in the world. It's easy to see that with the exception of a few guys. And so at this time of year, man, like the, the legs feed the wolves, as um, Herb Brooks said in the movie Miracle. And, and there's a lot of truth in that. So we're very cognizant about we do a ton of skill development stuff. Obviously, we do a lot of preparation for our opponent and do some up and down. But, I, you know, it's just I'm very um, cognizant about overtraining them and doing too much. Right. And so and then it is a little different this time, too. You know, last year we had the, our, our last buy. The second time was we beat Colorado State to clinch the title. On a Tuesday, we didn't play for nine days going into the conference yeah. tournament, which was – and it really showed that first game. Yeah. Mm, now, it might have helped us on the back end, you know, like game two and three of the when conference. You played Fresno, yeah. But it's also a little different with this bye because we played on – we're playing Wednesday, and then we play on Tuesday. So, I know that it's only one at less day, but it is kind of a little different <laughs> in how we're going to approach some things this way. So, uh, like I told our guys, we got to be smart on how we're treating our bodies – getting the appropriate sleep, getting the right nutrition, doing all that stuff. Because when we come back, um, to, well, we'll, have, we'll practice probably on Friday or Saturday. I haven't decided. But when we come back on Sunday to get ready for the Tuesday game, everybody needs to be fresh, like absolutely amped mentally, physically. And don't be the guy that stays up till 4 and 5 in the morning and eats like garbage. And now you come back on Sunday and you just feel like, you know what I mean? It's a stretch run, man. Let's be the best that we can be. Congratulations. All right, boys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Passed us to 50 in school history. Just really? pitched out Liddell Anderson. Oh, Liddell, man, that guy. Yeah. God Liddell, bless him. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's kind of crazy to think that stuff. But this place is an amazing place, unbelievable tradition, a great lineage of coaches certainly, and phenomenal players. So, um, we're just so blessed to be a part of it. Yeah, Liddell did it in 66. You were able to sneak it in in 64. <laughs> I, mean, that, that, well, I mean, come on, 50 and 14, that's a, that's a heck of a, a, we'll a record, coach. We'll take it. Thank awesome. you. Yep. Congratulations. Go Aggies. Appreciate it, guys. There you go. Craig Smith, head coach at Utah State. Aggies get the victory tonight. Final in this one, uh, 78-58. Uh, big thanks to Alex Lundberg back in our studio. Big thanks to Ajay for keeping us on the air. For Lance Beckert, I'm Scott Gerard. Big W tonight. Hey, get those tickets. Go to utahstateaggies.com, and let's fill this spectrum coming up on Tuesday and uh, honor some of these seniors that are uh, wrapping up their careers. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. On the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, Aggie Basketball has been brought to you by Ford. Go further. SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. America First Credit Union. Financial solutions for every need. And by New York Life. Be good at life. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.